Hey everybody, are you tired of working more to get more? Or how about just working more to even just keep up? What if you could get more with less with those people around you? We're going to be talking about that next live on the Matt Townsend Show. Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. News Update. Good afternoon, I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Hey everybody, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Matt Townsend, your guide on the side. Doing what we can every day on this show to help you and your loved ones grow healthy, happy, loving relationships, strong lives, and uh, hopefully closer together if we can do that. Today we've got a really interesting show for you, I think. I have been uh, dabbling with the Parent Teacher Association, PTA. And I did a speech today uh, with 1,200 PTA leaders uh, from Utah and nationwide as well, I guess. And so today we're going to be focusing on some tools, parenting tools, some ideas for how to uh, try to get more with less out of your life. I I actually learned them uh, working with the PTA because think of it. They don't have any money, right? They have to just raise all their money. And uh, they don't always get a lot of it. For some weird reason, they're able to string together some pretty – healthy, uplifting, great years for our kids in their school system. And uh, today we're going to be talking about some advice I gave them in the speech. We're actually just going to listen to the some parts of the speech for how you can get more with less with those people around you, the people you love. Synergy is the goal. It's the idea. And uh, I really, I for some odd reason, it really struck me today seeing all of these people in one room uh, who cared? Who cared so much? In fact, there has been uh, there was some an accident in uh, Utah in Salt Lake City where uh, two actually four teenagers from high school were tragically um, in this car accident were tragically injured. Two were injured and two died. Two were hanging on, and um, it was interesting as they as they start this the program today. You have twelve hundred PTA leaders in one room having a moment of silence for these children, these kids that had died in this car crash. And it just strikes you that these people care. And apparently they care because um, not just, I think, because they're kids, but because they're putting so much time, so much service, so much energy in the work of these uh, of taking care of our young ones. So we're going to learn from them today. How do you get more with less with the people in your life? How do you connect more into people? Uh, the people at work even, maybe the, if you're in a volunteer organization, if you're giving to the school, anything that you need to like, you know, occupy your time and your energy, but you need to and you want to take it to the next level, today's the day on the show where we're going to learn that. But before we go there, man, we learned some other neat things from all of these, uh, the Parent Teachers Association. And one of the big tips that we learned today is how to not be a hovering helicopter parent. So because of that, we are going to play our brand new game show. And it's just, I'll just let the introduction uh, kind of explain itself. Fasten your safety harnesses. It's the Matt Townsend Helicopter Parenting Quiz. Yeah, maybe. The Matt Townsend Helicopter Parenting Quiz. Are you... Do you hear the helicopter landing? Bring it in, Larry. (laughs) 
Bring it in. Are you a helicopter parent? Meaning, are you a parent that just hovers and just does not let your child grow up? Maybe that's the reason you, you have to do all the work around the house because you're a helicopter hovering parent. We're going to play the game. The game's very simple. Roberto Sanders uh, is going to be the host today. <laughs> Rob, you ready for this? Are you ready to find out if you, Matt Townsend, are a helicopter parent? I am. Let's go. Ask hey, me questions the question. out of the Christian Science Monitor if you want to. Do the entire quiz yourself. Check it out at their website, Christian Science Monitor. Okay. But be honest one. with yourself, by the way. Yeah. Be honest because there's nothing worse than a lying helicopter parent. And some of these uh... – <laughs> I'm sick of them. <laughs> Number one. Yes. When your baby drops a cookie on the floor, do you A, scrape it off and hand it back to them, Ooh. B, throw it out, C, use the three-second rule, grab it within three seconds, then hand it back, otherwise throw it out, Okay. or D, and the baby and the dog duke it out. Interesting. Okay. Personally, I would do the E. I would kick the cookie away from both the dog and the child, and I would sneak it and eat it myself. Correct answer. <laughs> yes! That is not a hovering parent. <laughs> Number two, when your 12-year-old needs to create a science project diorama for school, do you A, Encourage him to come to you when he needs supplies and a bit of guidance, but otherwise unfigure it out. B, do nothing. It's his project, not yours. C, allow him to work on it himself, but end up in the end staying up all night with him, helping him finishing the coloring and kind of doing some of the finer detail yourself. Or D, Hmm. do it yourself. He needs to get an A and his work is always sloppy. Plus, there's always a prize for the best project. That's a great one. Um, uh, Can I ask a, a clarifying question? Yes. What is a diorama? Oh, how would you describe that? Because <laughs> I can't give you A, B, C, or D without the the diorama. So you take a shoebox and you tip it on its side and you put little clay figures in yeah. there, you know, dinosaurs. And hmm. what you know what? That sounds like something mom would want to do. So I'm going to just turn it over to E, mom. Call mom in, the hovering parent. Correct. <laughs> yes. Two for two. <laughs> number, this is easy. Number three, you buy your teen a brand new cell phone. The plan includes- Why? GPS tracking. Well, it's because mom wants to be able to keep an eye on the kid, you know, be able to call call him whenever. I like it. But that GPS tracking will allow you to track your child's location at any time you want. Yes. Do you, A, get the GPS tracking, tell him about it, give him the option to turn it off himself if he chooses, Hmm. B, recoil at the thought of becoming big brother and violating your teen's privacy, (laughs) Which could destroy the trust you have with your kid. All right. See, get the GPS tracking, but turn it on and then just kind of keep it secret. Yeah. Or D, get the GPS tracking, tell him, but don't disclose that you've actually embedded another wow. tracking chip inside of his tennis shoes. <laughs> okay, see, I feel weird because I, I wouldn't do any of the above. I'm A, too cheap to buy GPS, so I wouldn't buy it, but I would tell him I had. <laughs> okay, so that's a hovering lying parent. Boy, these are easy. We'll give you the hover as well. Because <laughs> why would you buy I'm, I'm not going to buy it. I'm just going to tell them I have it. It's the same effect. And finally, when your preschooler goes to the neighborhood egg Easter egg hunt, do you A, let them pick up the eggs for themselves, but point out where the eggs are to yeah. kind of help them out. B, just spend your entire time talking with the other parents and never really notice if your kids pick up anything. C, let them do it on their own, but watch very carefully, and if they're not finding any, keep giving them lots of hints. Okay. Or D, rush in with your kids as soon as the hunt is on and pick up as many eggs as you can for them, because after all, teamwork is very important. Wow. 
that's a good one. Um, I would probably – I don't want to give my kid a leg up, but I wouldn't mind tripping the other kids and pushing them down. <laughs> Is that bad of me? I just would think, you know what? I don't want to like make it too easy for my boy, so I want him to find him himself, but I could easily distract the other children. <laughs> I'd just like say, hey, look at that shiny thing over there, and they chase it. Don't you think? I don't know if that's a correct answer. Is that a parenting? Mm. I just – I kind of am a hands-off parent if you're not noticing. Yeah. I, you know. Well, for that, you're not a helicopter parent. We'll give you the win, which means you are a Fasten winner. your safety harnesses. It's the Matt Townsend Helicopter Parenting Quiz. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm getting all misty-eyed. I feel really good. Bring her in, Larry. Land that helicopter. Well, that's great. Uh, so I guess I, um, I guess I won. I, well, I, the ward, I'm not sure what it is, but uh, it's just um, knowing that I guess I'm better than other parents. <sighs> okay, so that's what we're talking about. No, we're going to get more serious than that because we are going to be going – well, this sounds weird. We are going to listen to some audio after this break when we come back. We're going to get into a speech I just gave to this PTA group. And the speech is about how you get more with less, okay? So how do you get a team of volunteers to join in and actually start to participate and give their time when they don't, you know, it's all free and give their services? How do you get enrollment in not only, I guess, uh, your fellow PTA members, but this will work at anything. So if you're thinking about your office, how do you get more buy-in from the people around you? You can't just, I mean, if your goal is to be able to do more in the day, most people right now are feeling pressure because it's just not, there's just running out of day. There's not enough time to keep doing more. And you can't keep working longer. You could try. You could uh, try to hire more people, but you can't usually afford it. So in this speech coming up after the break, we are going to be talking about how you get in the relationship people to help you out more, to help you to do more, to get them more involved, to get them to start, you know, picking up their game a little bit. That's what we're talking about, folks. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back after this break on The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM Radio 143 BYU Radio. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location? In the forest near the side of the road. No need for alarm, sir. The forest is where bears live. But this was no ordinary bear. No ordinary bear? At one second, I'm having a smoke taken in the view. Next thing I know, I am face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Let me guess. Smokey had a tip for you. He did. He must have seen me toss my cigarette on the ground. He told me never to do that because it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. He's a smart bear. Did you know that 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans? That means 9 out of 10 wildfires can be prevented. That's what Smokey said. I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous, and you're not. Good point. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference, because 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Let's dance, Myrtle. Harold, after 52 years of marriage, you know I don't like to dance. Well, I guess after all these years, you should know I don't like it either. You don't? No. No, I just like holding your hand. Oh, well, then, let's dance. Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints... 
for tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. Do you feel limited whenever you listen to the radio because you can't talk back? Well, now you can. Send us your questions or comments to byuradio at gmail.com. Or if you prefer to use social media, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at BYU Radio. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Matt Townsend. Today we are talking about getting more with less. We call it synergy, right? Aristotle taught the idea that uh, synergy is uh, where the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Meaning, as a whole, we can get more together than we can in all of our individual parts. Today I delivered a speech um, to about 1,200 PTA leaders in Utah and uh, just taught them some pretty fun, cool, interesting ways to get more with less out of your life. We're going to go right to the speech, and uh, I don't know, I guess listen to me, Matt Townsend, teaching about synergy. So the word synergy, and it's a concept that basically is this. Somehow you have got to get others to do more with you to get better results, where one plus one equals four, let's say. 11 even if you want it, if you're going to go crazy. So you and another or a committee or a parent or an administrator can equal more together. That is the goal. Okay, now here's the crazy thing. It's called crazy math. I don't understand how 1 plus 1 can equal 4. It doesn't work. Now, I did this weird thing. I hated math. That's why I went into the behavioral sciences. Um, and I was sitting there one day talking to my teacher, and I had failed a math test. This was Mrs. Larson at Highland High School in uh, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade. And she said, Matt, you didn't do so well on this test. You're going to need to go retake the test. And I'm like, ah. So I went home the whole weekend freaking out, so mad that I have to take a stupid test because nobody even uses math. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it was algebra. And I, I was talking to my mom, freaking out, and I'm like, oh, I hate math. It's so dumb. And my mom was the coolest lady. Listen to what she said. She said, Matt, relax. You're a Townsend. We don't do math. I'm like, what? She's like, we don't do math. We're not math people. I'm like, we're not? She's like, mm-mm. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this? I've been freaking out for years, thinking I was a math person. And I'm not. I'm a Townsend. It's like I had been diagnosed with something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you got Alzheimer's. You got Townsend. Oh, we don't do math. So I was, like, so relieved because I thought we had to do it. And then at least do it well. But I realized we didn't. We're Townsend. She goes, your dad couldn't do it. Your grandparents, I don't do it. We're not math people. We're people people. I love you, Mom. I love you. Let's have a prayer fight. (laughs) So I left. And I, I didn't even study the rest of the weekend. Why would you? You know what I mean? If you know it's terminal, why would you do anything? <laughs> Just let it go. So I let it go and I walked in. This is the power of the teacher, the one teacher. I walk into Mrs. Larson. She's sitting at her desk right in the door and she's looking over her glasses like this at me. And she said, Mr. Townsend, you ready to retake the test? And I'm like, oh, geez, you didn't hear? <laughs> and she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, um, I'm a Townsend. 
and we don't do math. <laughs> so I didn't study because we're not really math people. And she had the weirdest look on her face. Like, are you serious? And then she pushed her glasses up. That was never a good sign, by the way. And um, it means she wanted to see the target. And um, she stuck her little finger right in my chest. And she says, she, by the way, had taught all of my sisters. She's like, I know Townsend's don't do math. But this one, and she poked me, which is probably against the rules, right, administrators? Can't poke people. Hello. I'm not going to call her on it. But she's poking me. And she says, this Townsend's going to do one. You're going to do math. I'm like, you know what? You've got to call my mom. Because she knows that we're terminal and it's not going to work. And she's like, I don't care. You're going to learn math. And I hated her. Why did I hate her? She was trying to get me one and one and her to equal four. Which is just crazy math. Which I think is algebra, by the way. And... Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, but it just feels like it. So somehow you've got to figure out how to get more with the people around you. And what we think we have to do is we try to get them to change. Because look at you, you've already got it going. Woo! But they're messed up. The problem is this, in the math. It's, by the way, uh, Lance Armstrong, seven Tour de France victories, right? You all know he was riding completely by himself, right? Lance Armstrong was on teams. He was on seven different teams with members of each team, and none of us really could even name them all. Could you? Most of us couldn't even name the teams. He's such a glory hog. <laughs> Lance's job was to win the race for the team. And the way they, he won the race is they'd always have somebody in front of him, and he would get right in behind him, and he would draft off of them. Okay, Drafting is a form of synergy where we're all heading hopefully the same direction because it doesn't work if you're not heading the same direction. That's painful. So you'd get right in behind the guy behind you and you've got to get close enough that if you're heading the same direction, you have the same goals, you have the same dreams, you can actually create a benefit. The benefits of drafting is the guy in front will break the bubble so you don't have to fight everything every time and you slide right in underneath the bubble of air. And then it actually pulls you and it pushes them. It's 18% more efficient to draft. Make sense? Now, you guys don't get the aerodynamic benefit of drafting with your PTA. There's not a lot of wind. There's a lot of wind being blown around, but it's not draftable. Okay? So that's not what we're talking about. That's not the synergy we're after. We're after another kind of synergy. Have you ever heard of the pole horses that pull plows and things? The average pole horse, let's say, weighs 1,000 pounds. That horse should be able to pull 1,000 pounds. You hook it to another horse, it should be able to pull its weight 1,000 pounds. Those two horses should be able to pull 2,000 pounds. If they're well-trained, if they're headed in the same direction, if they trust each other, if they understand each other, guess what? Those two horses can pull 4,000 pounds together. How? By the way, they're called draft horses, but that's a different drafting. But here's the key. It's not in one horse. So you PTA presidents or president-elects, it's not in you to do this. It's not in you to create the synergy. And it's not in them to be synergized with. Where the power is, isn't in you because in one and one equaling four, all you'll ever have is one. All you can be is a big one. And everyone on your team, all they can pull is their one. But you think, no, that's not how it works, Matt. I'm really a three, but I only get credit for one. 
and I hate it. And they are really playing like they're a one, but they're a big fat zero. <laughs> so I'm doing all the work, but I never get the credit. No, because you're dealing with another human. The power is not in you. This sounds so weird because you're used to being pumped up. You can do anything. Well, you can for a one. You can only do what a one can do. Somehow, if you want more, especially in a group like the PTA, you've got to get others bought in because here's the key. It's not in the one. The, the Sufis have a quote that says, some believe that the power is in the one, but it is not in the one because the value of one is one. It is also not in the value of the other one because they too are just a one. In order to get the power to be more, you must understand the power of the and. There is power in this idea of one and one equaling four. The power in the PTA is in the space between you and every member of the PTA. Make sense? And every parent in the school and every teacher and every administrator. The power is not in you. The power is in what happens between you and everybody else. Do you believe it? Yes. Here's why I know this to be true. Have you ever heard the quote that says, it's not the bars that hold the tiger in, it's the space between the bars that hold the tiger in. If you go to the zoo and there are bars and they're four feet apart, I would leave. <laughs> I would leave fast. Bars don't save you at a zoo, space does, and we don't even pay attention to it, do we? No, until our four-year-old's got his head stuck in the banister. And then you're like, gosh, Jake, how'd you get your head stuck in the banister? He's like, I have no idea. Well, you were with your head all day, weren't you? All you got to do, Jake, is pull it out the way you put it in. He's like, that's the problem, Dad. We came home. It was the saddest thing. We came home after a date night, and my wife or my son was sitting on the stairs with his head stuck. He looked like he was in the locks or whatever they called those. His head stuck in the banister and his chubby little legs poking out. And we just walked into my daughter's like, there he is. We tried everything, Dad. His head's all greasy. I'm like, what's the grease thing? She's like, I don't want to tell you. Mom will get mad. All right, it was Pam, spray Pam. Couldn't get his head through. Couldn't get his head through. It was the longest night of his life because we were tired. So you know what, Jake? We're sorry. By the way, this is the same Jake. This is when I started realizing there's major differences between boys and girls. You know what I mean? He, was, he, was, he tried everything. You can tell he was trying to get out. He's like a stuck animal in a trap. He almost started gnawing at his neck, but he couldn't reach it. So he's sitting there, and um, this is the total irony. She, my daughter, when she couldn't get him out, she didn't want to call us because that would make, you know, that's not good nurturing skills. So she instead just sat by him, made a table for him. <laughs> he had a lot of food, and I'm like, the last thing you want to do when a guy's head is stuck in a trap is feed him. That guy's crazy. I can't stand him. Okay, you've been listening to the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking about synergy, just a little speech I did today for the PTA. When we come back from the break, we'll take it even deeper. We're going to let you in on a secret about my puffy pants and how to let some air out of your, um, your, your gaucho tied-up knee shorts. 
That's a crazy story you'll hear about after this break. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent, brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. I might look like an adult, like a person who could possibly be a parent, but I have no idea how to talk like one. And everyone knows that if you want to be a parent, you have to sound good when you say things like, Don't make me turn this car around, or because I said so, or don't make me come back there. I don't even really know what those things mean, but I know that I actually believed my parents when they said them to me. How did they manage to sound so convincing? Here we go. Don't make me come back there. No, that's not tough enough at all. Kids can sense weakness. Don't make me come back there. Ooh, yeah, that's better. In fact, that kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to listen to you practice your dad voice. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit adoptuskids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. Wow, that's a lot of books. <laughs> Little one at home. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Child-proofing your home, child-proofing your yard, child-proofing your in-law's home and yard. Of all the things you can read to keep your child safe, the most important is attached to their car seat. Read the instruction manual and use the latch system. It makes it easier to be sure your child's car seat is installed correctly. Learn more at safercar.gov. Anchor, tether, latch. The next generation of child safety. A message from the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ag Council. Hi, I'm Kim Power Stilson, host of the new Talkworthy Radio Show. Listen every Friday as we talk with those who know something you may not about topics ranging from Mayan mysteries, rugby, to organic farming, and surviving an Alaskan plane crash. Tune in for Talk with guests on fresh topics you may want to know a little more about. Listen every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. News update. Good afternoon. I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The Pentagon's top officials are scolding Congress for funding unnecessary projects but ignoring others. Among the things a House panel has approved, $5 billion for an East Coast missile defense site. I don't see a need beyond what we've submitted in the last budget. Joint Chiefs Chairman Martin Dempsey joining Defense Secretary Leon Panetta in warning lawmakers that for every dollar they give the Pentagon for things it doesn't need, they may be hurting national security by not spending on what is needed. There's no free lunch here. Sagar Megani at the Pentagon. The top money man in the country says it's getting easier to get a loan. Fed Chief Ben Bernanke says many people and businesses are finding it easier to borrow from banks. If you've got strong credit, you have ready access to credit card loans and auto loans, he says. But he knows that even those with good credit are still finding it tough to get mortgage loans. If you can, though, the money's cheaper than ever. 3.8% on a 30-year loan, 3% even on a 15-year loan, both of them record low rates. Rita Foley, Washington. The White House is pushing an effort to bring more international tourism to the U.S. A coordinated effort has been launched to make it easier for tourists to visit the United States and to see more attractions while they're here. Commerce Secretary John Bryson says increased domestic and international tourism will add billions to local economies and put more people to work. More travel and tourism within and to America simply means 
more good American jobs. The plan includes streamlining the visa application program, an international marketing campaign, and partnering with local tourism officials to encourage visitors to extend their stays to include out-of-the-way locations. Tim McGuire, Washington. Despite awareness campaigns, the number of people getting sunburned is about the same as it was a decade ago. We're worried this is a bit of an epidemic in the making. Dr. Marcus Plesha is director of cancer programs at the Centers for Disease Control. He says almost half of those surveyed under age 30 say they've had sunburn at least once in the past year, a sign that young people aren't paying enough attention to warnings about the risk of skin cancer. We're worried that 10, 20 years from now we're suddenly going to see this big jump in skin cancers, particularly in melanoma, and that's why we came out with this report, and that's why we're trying to be a lot more aggressive about this issue. It's time to do something about this issue while we can still get our hands around it. Matt Small, Washington. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are talking today about synergy, the idea of getting more together with people instead of less. And how do you actually go about building a team or building a relationship in such a way that you can create a little bit of synergy? The one plus one equals four effect. That's what we talked about last break. And we're listening to um, a a speech that I gave to a a large group of PTA members today here uh, at Brigham Young University. And today, right now, I mean, we're going to go into the next segment where we are going to be talking about the seven basic needs, okay? And basically what we're talking about is instead of fighting on the smoke, just the issues that come up in life, we got to learn to get down to the most basic needs. There's seven of them, I believe. These seven needs, when they're met, are going to facilitate your ability to get better relationships and better results with people. You're also going to hear a story about my puffy pants. Don't miss it. Uh, Just listen to the fun story. Everyone needs a friend, and how do you communicate and deal in a school where you don't have friends? You don't. By the way, do wives need friends? Yes. Too many. We don't understand. Do guys need friends? No. No, we don't. Our friend is a remote control. Because it doesn't talk back. And we have complete control with it. We need friends, too. Every human being needs to feel socially safe. For some odd reason, my wife, I don't understand it, does not feel socially safe with me. She gets embarrassed by me. Okay, whatever. It's so hard to please everybody. So one time we went to Costco. She bought me, um, she bought me a pair of shorts from Costco. Anybody been to Costco? Okay, so she bought me a $300 pair of shorts from Costco. Okay, I swear. I'm not sure that the shorts were 300. I just know we can't get out of Costco for under 300 bucks. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. So we're at Costco. She's actually at Costco. I wasn't even there. She bought me these shorts. And um, we went to Hawaii. I took her to Maui. Am I not nice? Actually, it was a free trip, so I didn't pay for a thing. But um, we went to Maui. And whenever I go anywhere where there's sun, I like to sunburn. I like to burn myself. I don't actually like it. It's just my body's so white it naturally does that if I just expose it to the radiation. And um, so I get sunburned. And my wife's like, shouldn't you put something on that white pasty body? And I'm like, that sounds weird. Um, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. She's like, you're going to burn. I'm like, whatever. So I get burnt. And then I always like to get burnt on the backside the next day. 
because I want to burn evenly. Um, and so after two days, I was all burnt up. So I decided on the third day, I just wanted to rest in the room and just rub aloe vera on my body, which is horrible. And so I was in the room rubbing aloe on myself, watching uh, ESPN, and my wife was completely bored. And she said, look, I'm going to go down to the pool. You just come back. Uh, you stay up here for an hour and then come down in about an hour. We'll go out to eat. I'm like, sweet. She left. And then I have another cool thing where I don't like to get dressed in a hurry. I mean, I don't like to get dressed early. You know what I mean? I like to wait till the last minute because I, I want to be sweating when I'm getting dressed because I'm in such a hurry. So I waited till the last minute and I actually waited till the last commercial. Have you ever timed your stuff by commercial? So I'm like, I'm going to, oh, I better go. That was about quarter two. And then I'll just get the next commercial. But the next commercial, I'll get serious. So I got serious and changing about the next commercial. Started getting ready. And I put my Hawaiian shirt on. I had a brand new Hawaiian shirt. Okay? Because when in Hawaii, do as the? You've all been there. Um, So I then put the Hawaiian shirt on. Put on these new shorts. I've never seen these shorts ever in my life. And I'm looking at them like, what the heck? These were $300. And I'm like, they were weird because they had ties on the knees. They had knee ties. Knee ties. And I'm like, what the heck are the knee ties for? So I went into my manly man brain, which is my left brain, which is very literal and analytical. And my left brain says, well, you got to tie them. Why would they have a tie if you're not supposed to tie it? So I'm thinking, yes, Matt, tie your knees. So I'm putting on my shorts, and I'm like, I guess we're tying knees now. I'm too busy. I didn't even get the memo. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how tight do you tie your knees? Do I tie them tight, or do I tie them loose? And then I go to my left brain, and my left brain says, well, you ought to just probably tie them tight, because you don't want any critters crawling up there. So I decide I'm going I'm I'm to tie them pretty tight. Then I'm thinking, do you tie them above the knee or below the knee? I'm like, God. I give anything if my wife were here. She could just tell me how to do this. I'll figure it out. So I decided I'm going to tie him below the knee, really tight. And it's it's weird because it's almost like they weren't supposed to be tied. Because they didn't give you a lot of tie to tie. But you know what? I'm a man. I figured it out. I jerry-rigged it and made it work. And then I'm really sweating, and I got my Hawaiian shirt on, my shorts on. I went over to bend over to pick up my flip-flops, and when I bent over, my shorts came down. And I'm like, well, that can't happen. I'm not that hip um, to have my shorts hanging off my body. So I decided I probably needed more slack. Okay? So I untied my shorts, and then I lifted them up about four inches, and then I retied them which was harder not to brag because I got some seriously big leg muscles. Anyway, um, just a little FYI. So I then cinch them all up, and now I'm sweating. It's like, five, it's like 30 minutes after. It's about 5.30. I was supposed to be there at 5, and I'm freaking out. So I put on my flip-flops, grab my camera, put on my fanny pack, and on the way out, way out, I get this prompting that says, Hey, dude, you don't want to look stupid. And I thought, oh, you're so right. So I left the fanny pack, and, um, and I shot out of there as fast as I could. And it was right at that time when they were, um, you know when the sun's setting in a beautiful setting, like, like in California or Hawaii, and that sun sets and that glow is on everyone? 
And everyone looks good, you know what I mean? Even the anemic, like, you look so good. I know. So it was setting. I know it was setting because everyone was checking me out. <laughs> and I'm just walking out. Just strut. I call it strutting. I'm strutting like this. And these people are checking me out, like looking me up and down. I'm like, what's up? And I get in the elevator, and there's two cute little old ladies. And you know, normally you look up at the numbers because you don't. This is awkward. So, but they're just gawking at me. And I'm like, I'm not a piece of meat. No, I didn't do that, but that would have been funny. Um, but they were checking me out, and, and, I, and anyway, I said, aloha. And they didn't say anything. They didn't speak native. And um, I said, anyway, so they just ran off and ran away. And I walk out, and I'm looking for my queen at the pool. I, and I see her, and she's across the room, and she's holding a book. Looks just not my book, because she's, she's never read my book. Um, I don't know why, but she's holding a book like this. And I see her, I see her face, and she, I swear she's looking at me, and I'm like, hey, I'm coming to you. And she moved the book up like this, which I found rude, okay? So she moved it up. Now, I'm a communications expert, so I kind of saw, okay, that could be a mistake. So I got closer, and I'm like, woohoo, aloha, and she put the book back up. <clears throat> So I'm starting to pick up. She doesn't want me. And I get closer and closer. And as I got closer, I started noticing other signs of communication. Her nose was flaring. And her lip was curled like in an awkward way. And her canine teeth were showing. Those are the dog teeth that rip you up, which is a bad thing. So she's like, and she puts her hands out like this. And she's like, what the? And I'm starting to feel unsafe. But I'm unsafe physically. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what? And she's like, Matt, you've got puffy pants. <laughs> and inside my head, my ego's like, tell her to shut up! <laughs> I don't know if I can say that on BYU. And um, you got puffy pants. And my ego says, tell her no. No, I don't. And so I'm like, no, I don't. And she's like, Matt, look down. Look down. And my, my ego says, don't. Don't. Just tell her to be quiet. You're supposed to tie him. So I said, you're supposed to tie your knees. She's like, Matt, no, you're not. You look ridiculous, seriously. You look, let some air out of those, man. You look so silly. Look around, Matt, look around. Look around, Matt. Do you see anyone at the pool with their knees all tied up? And I was like, I was looking so hard. No one, was, no one had tied up their knees that day. It was so maddening. And I'm like, in my, in my head, it's like, my intellect is saying, you know what, she's probably right. She would know. She bought them. And my ego says, no, don't let her be right on this. And then my intellect says, Matt, your feet are numb. You're going to lose a toe. You're getting black toe, Matt. So I want out of this. But how do I get out of this? Because I don't feel safe with her. She's scaring me. And she doesn't feel safe with me socially. And I'm like, whatever. And she's like, whatever. I've got all night. I'm like, me too. Except my toes are dying. And I say, fine, that's what we'll do. This what we'll do. Fine. What we're going to do is we'll, I'll let some air out. Then we're going to go back to the hotel after dinner, and I'm going to show you on the internet, you're supposed to tie your knees. And she said, oh, yeah, let's do that, Matt. Okay. Um, we'll go to courtjesters.com. Okay. And when we're there, we'll look up the, the whole outfit so you can get the little curly toe boots with bells on them, and you can have the hat with the hangy-downy bells and have the whole ensemble. 
she's mean. I just wanted to wear her shorts, so I let the air out. And we went to dinner. Is she feeling safe? Am I feeling safe? And what are we fighting about? Puffy pants. It's not about puffy pants. Every human on earth needs to feel safe physically, socially, so we won't be embarrassed, emotionally, so we can share what's in our heart, spiritually, so we have the same value system, financially, so we have enough money. If you're trying to engage people, maybe some of them can't help on the PTA because they're working. They're working and they're struggling and they're dying and you want more time. So try to understand their safety issues. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We've been listening, sadly, to Matt Townsend. Uh, and uh, we've been talking about my puffy pants. A sad but true story. And so if you want a pair of puffy pants, you too can have them. They're on sale everywhere across the country. But uh, we're going to be taking this break. After the break, we're going to be focusing on the rest of the seven basic needs. You just learned about the importance of safety. When we come back, we'll learn about trust and appreciation, respect, validation, encouragement, and dedication. Thanks for hanging on with us, folks. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Hey, parents, do kids think you're out of touch because of the way you dress? Yes. Well, say hello to Instant Style with Fashion On. Just spray Fashion On on whatever you're wearing and look cool in an instant. Turn orthopedic shoes into vintage high tops. Pleated khakis into skinny jeans. Even clip-on ties become fly gold chains. Just spray, let it dry, and presto. What about my fanny pack? You mean your hip MP3 player? Wow. What about my bifocals? You mean your hot pink shutter shades. Hey, I can't see. But your kids can see you, and trust me, they see fashion. Thanks, Fashion On. Fashion On is not available in stores because it doesn't exist. But that's okay. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUsKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. I know more about cooking dinner for a party of 12 than about packing a lunch for a 12-year-old. I know kids like things like fish sticks. Filets, I get, but sticks? Maybe we can just compromise on mac and cheese. Can you make that with Brie? You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to put up with you. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit AdoptUsKids.org for more information. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. Talk about good. BYU Radio now has an app available for your iPad and iPhone. Listen to great shows like Thinking Aloud, Notes from the Kennedy Center, and The Morning Show. And if BYU sports is what you crave, we've got BYU football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, and soccer all streaming live on the BYU radio app for iPad and iPhone. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. And we are uh, talking today about synergy and how do you get more out of the relationships without having to always give so much more, maybe. I mean, we're all kind of to the end of our ropes. We all, honestly, it'd be great if we all could give a lot more. But sadly, we just probably need to get better at it so we can get better relationships with uh, even just a tiny bit of energy exerted. Um, As a relationship coach, I end up running into so many people who just, you know, are exhausted, flat out spent, 
can't do it anymore. And so uh, over the last few segments, we've been listening to a speech that I gave today to the PTA of Utah. And our goal with the, with the, the speech was to talk and teach them about how to do better in our relationships so we can leverage the people we're with and, and love them and care for them better and get better results. We've been talking about a bunch of stuff. Synergy was an idea. One of the jokes was right there about puffy pants. Sad but true. In fact, if you want to go to my Facebook, look up Matt Townsend, and you can see a picture of my hotness in uh, sporting my puffy pants. But again, if you do have a heart issue, if you have a weak heart, I suggest you don't look very long. We have lost a few people um, just who fell in love with those puffy pants. Um, And we're going to go to one more segment of the show because right before we were discussing that there's seven basic needs of healthy relationships. If these needs aren't met, we're going to start to be what I call starved. And the first need was safety. That's what we just went over with the puffy pants. Safety. Do you feel safe with the people around you? Do they feel safe with you? Let's now go to another segment where we're going to go over fairly quickly the next seven basic needs. Some people have trust issues. To be on a team that's going to work, we have to trust each other. I have to trust your character, that you're honest and you're decent, and I have to trust that you're competent. It's not enough that you're just honest. That's great. You also have to be competent. Most people I know get hired for their competency and fired for their lack of character. When you're trying to build your team, don't just build teams that are like you. They're all like me. I'd go find people that have character and competency. I'd be hiring for competencies. I'd also be looking for character. There's people, I think it's easier to train a competency than a character. You can teach someone to do a newsletter if they're honest and have hard work ethics, right? Character and competency. So notice what we have. Do you feel safe with the people around you? Do they trust you? A stands for appreciation. Do you want to be appreciated? Do you feel appreciated by the people? Everybody that's on your PTA committees and councils and things, they're all going to want to be appreciated. Everyone's going to want to be differently. Some want awards and recognition. Some just want to be told they're great. Some just want a hug. Okay? And some just want your time and your attention. I have children that are in every one of those categories. If I grab one of them and take them to a timeout, they'll just collapse. Because <laughs> I've short-circuited a toucher. You don't touch negatively touchers. You don't yell at people that don't like that. By the way, I do know people that, hey, let's go. Okay? My sisters. <laughs> That's how they taught me. But it's weird. My wife hates that. Like, you need to talk to my sisters, because they started this. Um, so do we have safety, trust, appreciation on your teams? R stands for respect. Do you feel like the people respect you? Do you respect them? Respect is the simple idea that I see who you are. You've got a divine spark in you, and I revere it. And even when you don't see it, I do. So when you say something crazy or mean or stupid or dumb, I don't even have to take offense to it, because somebody that has a divine spark that says something stupid obviously doesn't know who they are. But it doesn't mean I don't. I know who you are. Okay? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That's what I tell my kids every day. Forgive your brother, because he's clueless. (laughs) Napoleon says, do not attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by incompetence. Most of the people are not out to get the PTA, believe me. There's bigger things they should be going after. The PTA is not the bane of their existence. It might be yours sometimes, but it doesn't have to be. Safety, trust, appreciation, respect. V stands for validation. If you want to be on a team forever, we've got to validate each other. What do we validate? The good, honest, divine spark inside of everybody. 
E stands for encouragement. If you want to be on a team forever, you've got to be encouraging. Encouragement comes from the root word courage, which comes from the French word heart. To encourage somebody means you're pointing to who they are. When you see their goodness, you make a big deal out of it. And you find the goodness in everyone. Last but not least is dedication. If you want someone around you forever, you've got to be dedicated to them. They've got to feel you're more committed to them than any other person, place, or thing. Do you buy it? Seven basic needs. When those needs aren't met, we start to feel starved. The basic rule is starved people starve people. Safety, trust, appreciation, respect, validation, encouragement, dedication. You want to feed the space between you? Work on those seven needs. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We've been listening to a speech that I just gave uh, to the PTA um, leadership of, in Utah. And we were talking about the seven basic needs. That's just an idea, a concept that I came up with. I have this uh, relationship coaching practice where I, instead of like psychoanalyzing everybody, I don't have a couch in my entire office. But what we do uh, with our clients is we teach them how to talk. We teach them how to relate. And one of the keys to relationships, to being able to get more with less in our relationships, um, is this idea of we've got to learn to communicate. But people get so caught up in the things that aren't even the real issue. We get caught up in what I call the smoke. Okay, The smoke is everything that gets in the way. It's the stuff that we fight about that's not even the real issue. I had a couple came, uh, they came in once, and they actually were divorcing because um, the husband had— um, it was over lettuce, basically. They were divorcing because the husband knew that his children, it was a blended family, by the way, but the children needed to eat before, what you had to do is you had to eat the food wheel, the food wheel, which was, uh, you know, every category of food and you had to have the whole category. You, You couldn't just have meat. You had to have meat with vegetables, right? And your starch and then whatever, whatever else is in the food wheel, because quite honestly, look at me, I have no idea. Um, so the food wheel, he thought you had to eat it. And then if you wanted seconds, you couldn't just go back for one spoke of the wheel. You had to go back for the whole food wheel again. And he thought that was obvious. You don't just go have more meat, right? Because too much meat, you know, you got you to gotta eat the whole thing. And she's like, you know what? My sons don't want this other stuff. They just want ham. The boy just wanted ham. Can a guy not have ham? Can a guy not have another piece of ham without having to have the whole food wheel? So they're fighting about a food wheel. Now, what do you want to bet? None of this had anything to do with the flipping food wheel. Back off of the food wheel. And they're fighting. And they're fighting. And she says, it's, you don't need a food wheel. And he's like, yes, you did. By the way, he was raised on the food wheel idea. So he thought that was right. Well, anyway, that rascally little boy snuck some ham. A second serving of ham sans food wheel. And he grabbed it and shoved it in his mouth and started running which you know is bad because you could choke. And um, as he's running away and just trying to get away, this dad-in-law, stepdad, I mean, starts chasing the boy and chases him and chases him and grabs him at the top of the steps. And the boy jumps down the steps but said that the dad pushed him and he fell down the steps and then ran to his room, slammed the door. And the mom is like, are you kidding me? We're having a fight over a stupid food wheel. It's important. Then this cute little boy calls his father who happens to be a police officer, his real father. And lo and behold, the father calls a friend in the police department and they show up at this guy's door and it's game on. And then the police is now involved and they're involved and all this stuff is going down and people are getting in trouble and the man is told to leave his own house. And from that came the divorce. 
Is that crazy? Nope. That's just what we call smoke. Every person, every relationship, every one of us has smoke in our relationships. It's never the real issue. When you all of a sudden are fighting with someone over a food wheel, I'm going to bet you it's one of the seven basic needs that's really at the core. Wherever there's smoke, there's fire. And the fire are these deeper needs, the seven needs. Let's go through them one more time. Safety. By the way, did that mother feel safe with a dad that would chase her child? Probably not. Uh, Trust. We've got to trust each other. Do you have the character and the competence to make these things work? If we don't have the character and the competence, we're going to end up fighting over food. Okay, not good. A stands for appreciation. Did the husband feel appreciated in his own home? Did the son feel appreciated? Did the mother feel appreciated? R stands for respect. If you want to be with someone forever, you got to feel like they truly respect you. They respect your opinions. And in that story, if you notice, very few people felt respected. V stands for validation. If you want to have people around you, you got to feel like you're validated. And if you want to have uh, if you want to have good communication and effective understanding of each other, you're going to have to be validated. Meaning your opinion, even though you may not like some other person's opinion, it's still valid from their frame of reference. E stands for encouragement. Do you feel like your partner and these people are encouraging you? Nobody in this story felt encouraged, do they? And uh, dedication. Do you feel like you felt dedication? Did the child feel like his father was dedicated or stepfather? Did the mother feel like her husband was dedicated? Did the father feel like his uh, wife was dedicated? When you think about it, they're starved. And the basic rule is starved people starve people. And it's the number one killer. And then we chase the smoke and we chase the ham and we chase the food wheel and we chase all of this stuff like it matters. And in all honesty, it's just all smoke. So here's your homework assignment, kids. I want you to go out there and start listening, not just for what's being said, but listen for the deeper meaning. Start listening for the seven basic needs. You'll see it in everything you do. And the best way to practice this is go start talking to your kids. Listen to what they're really talking about. They don't need your brilliant wisdom. What they maybe just need you to do is understand where they're starved and don't give them advice on it. Just for now, just let them share it. Gosh, son, it sounds like you feel like I'm not respecting you because of my food wheel idea. And we just start letting him tell his story. And then maybe you could be open to being influenced. And when we can do that, this powerful thing, an emergent reality, it's called, starts to come out. It's called synergy. Synergy is the result that would happen if this father and this boy and this mother stopped fighting against each other and started listening to the basic needs of each other and actually felt influenced by it. That, again, is the purpose of this show. We want to teach you. We want to have fun. But we want to also make sure that every time you leave this show, you feel motivated, challenged to go take your relationship to the next level. Homework assignment, I want you to think of one thing. One thing you know you need to do better to feed the needs of the people around you, the safety, the trust, the appreciation, the respect, the validation, the encouragement, the dedication. There they are, seven of them, folks. We'll give you even more information every Monday through Friday right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Please join us on Twitter at BYU Radio or on Facebook at BYU Radio or email us BYUradio at gmail.com. You've been listening to the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.